going to feel one of two ways when they learn what this episode is about. This episode is going to be about ketamine psychotherapy, psychedelic therapy, at-home ketamine therapy. I'm going to dig into some of the promise about this treatment, but I'm also exploring this treatment myself. And that may be surprising to some, and that's totally okay. Also, if this one isn't for you, feel free to disregard. You may be vehemently opposed to this, but I am so curious about it, and I had to sign up and try it myself. This is going to be an episode about what it is, and I'll do a follow-on episode in a few weeks once I've been once I've completed my very first session so that I can give you an overview of what that experience was like. I had to stop by first to give an overview of how I'm going to start building this process from session one onward. So that's what we're going to dive into today. Get buckled up. Over the past year, I have become very interested in utilizing things like mushroom-based products for healing, for energy, or for production, or creativity. And that exploration really started when I was pregnant because one of my friends had given me this brand called Four Sigmatic and she said, oh, you should try this. It's mushroom-based coffee. And that sounded absolutely horrendous to me. First of all, I do like mushrooms, but I don't necessarily like them in my coffee. I love coffee. I love the smell of coffee. I love the taste of coffee. I love the ritual of having coffee in the morning. So for me, I was like, I don't really know if I'm feeling adding some shroom in mushrooms in my coffee sounds awful but then I actually tried it and I was like hmm, shit okay this is pretty good like I actually do really like this so I started incorporating that and then anytime that you go to any sort of like a whole foods or sprouts market they always have the you know their their aisle that has all of the natural or holistic products and so I started getting really curious about some of those and looking into things like kava root I've recently been trying this little tonic from, um, it's called Feel Free, and it's a tonic from botanictonics.com, I believe, and it's kind, it's, it includes the kava root, and it's this super small little like tincture, if you will, but it includes these all-natural properties, and it's really meant, like, I've been honestly trying to use it as a mechanism instead of using alcohol, because sometimes I really do not like how I feel when I am hungover or if I feel like I'm drinking too much I tend to notice that some of my thoughts spiral into more of a negative pattern that I really want to avoid and I want to be feeling uplifted I am all as you know if you've listened to any of my recent episodes I am very much focused on being as high vibrational as I can I want to attract positive things to me I want to attract good mindset to myself I want to attract creativity positivity enlightenment understanding acceptance love above all else and sometimes when I drink I don't feel that I feel like sometimes after if I'm drinking mindlessly meaning I'm watching tv or I'm sitting on the sofa watching Netflix and the kids are asleep I'm up later than I intend to be anyways and I'm just drinking and pouring you know refilling my glass of wine because I'm not really being attentive to my actual feelings because I'm 
I'm putting myself in a situation where I am more focused on external things like the TV show, what's happening in the show versus what am I internally feeling. And I'm starting to like that less and less. Before that was more of a coping mechanism for me. And now I'm realizing that in order to actually do some of this healing work that I'm hoping to eventually be able to, you know, help other women get through some of the hardships that they face in their life through healing and actually doing the work. This is not necessarily the most fun process when you have to really look yourself in the mirror and identify some of the traits that you have or that you've adopted as coping mechanisms. Instead of being able to just sit with your feelings, identify what you're going through, and really find a way that you can move forward that allows you to feel really positively and that also allows you to just be proud of yourself when you wake up in the morning. That's one thing that I think, you know, April for me is all about spirituality. That's kind of my word for the month. I really want to focus on spirituality and manifestation, and I want to focus on meeting my goals every single day this entire week I have done, or every single day since April kicked off, which mind you, again, it's only a few days into the month, but I've done a cold plunge because I promised myself that I would do a cold plunge. I've also worked out almost every single morning, if not every single morning before the day officially kicked off because I promised myself that I would do so. And then I've been really mindful about trying to do my journaling and also trying to do my meditations because again, I told myself that I was going to do those and I feel so much better about myself when I actually follow through and learn to trust myself. And I think that that is a really big part of the healing journey. It's so easy to make a goal for yourself and then say, oh, I'm too tired. Oh, I'm too this. Oh, I'm too that. And then not follow through with it. And then you'll go on the entire day not having that trust in yourself or not feeling really good about yourself. And that can just lead to negative feelings throughout. And that is one thing that I've been working incredibly hard on is trying to avoid or move past some of the negative feelings and negative self-talk that I have incorporated for so long without even being mindful of it. Even something as simplistic as getting dressed in the morning would traditionally come with something like, oh my God, how embarrassing. I can't believe you're going to leave the house like this. You are so disgusting. Nothing fits you. You look so fat. You better not be in any photos. This is truly, again, like embarrassing. I can't believe your husband wants to be seen with you. Those are literally some of the thoughts that have gone through my head when I have gotten ready for things in the past. And since, honestly, since like Super Bowl weekend, I have been working incredibly hard to change those thoughts and to just look at myself in the mirror and be really thankful and happy that I have a body that can still move and get me around, that can still do exercises. Yes, of course, you're going to have pain or aches or whatever, but I am lucky and so thankful that my body is in the state that it's in given what I've put my mind through and how my body has responded to that because ultimately all of the thoughts that I have thought up until this point have created the body the life and everything that I have in front of me so I definitely know that I haven't been doing any everything too bad because I have a beautiful family a beautiful home a lovely job and amazing co-workers but that takes me to my curiosity because I have recently been doing a lot more research in the form of reading um, scholarly articles, believe it or not, and listening to podcasts and looking into organizations and companies and even just like retreats in the Bay Area that focus on ketamine therapy. And ketamine therapy is a groundbreaking like psychedelic therapy and it's meant to help in the treatment of PTSD, anxiety, depression, creating new neural pathways rewiring the brain and 
it can be an absolutely immersive experience where you almost feel, based on what I've heard, like a new perception of reality, a new oneness, a new connection to self, a new a new ability to heal old wounds and trauma. You can go really deep and you can face some of your fear, you know, your painful memories or past life memories, and then really try to like reprocess those together in this highly effective way. And one thing that's really exciting to me about this is that ketamine therapy also helps reduce inflammation in the brain. So there are a few different ways that you can actually go about this therapy. One is through a clinic. So there are clinics, this is legal, so there are clinics uh, you know, across the United States where you can go and work with a therapist in person and then they have this, they have basically a whole setup for you and they set the mood, they set the scene, they set the stage and then they're with you throughout the entirety of this journey of yours. I'm actually going the home route. So I think that this is something I feel really safe and comfortable in my home. And yes, I do have kids in my home, but when I do this, I'm going to be separate from my family. I'm going to kind of lock myself in a room and allow myself the time and space to experience this journey and be just unavailable. I'll be receiving um, tablets that I'll put underneath my tongue to go through this experience. I'll then also receive a journal to be able to journal about my experience. And prior to my experience, my husband and I will be joining a call where a therapist will be going over exactly what the, exactly kind of what the first session will look like. And I meant to carve out around three hours of time. So three hours time, the first part of that is going to be meeting with a therapist. The second part of that is actually going to be the administration and the experience for about an hour. The follow-up from that is going to then be um, a journal process. And then I will also be doing a follow-up with my therapist. And then the next session that I will do, which will be days, if not actually a full days to a full week later, will be a self-led experience and the same process will pretty much ensue and I can schedule those on my own time at my own leisure and then after each session you have a subsequent follow-up with a therapist and you also get to choose based on what your goals are so when I was looking at therapists that I wanted to kind of help be my it's almost like a, a spiritual sponsor is kind of how I'm looking at it I was looking into things like disordered eating Um, spirituality, meditation, wellness, oneness, like those were some of the words that I was really looking for in people's profiles to make sure that that was the type of person that would be a good fit for me based on what I am hoping to accomplish from this journey. And what I'm hoping to accomplish from this journey is really a new way of looking at life and a new understanding of what reality actually is and what my role in the universe is is and I want to be able to experience another realm of healing and I want to experience some of that like neural reprogramming I don't want to always have to be or rely on the current SSRI medication that I'm taking right now although it has been incredibly and honestly truly instrumental in helping take me out of that deep dark fog that I experienced when I had when I was first diagnosed with my postpartum anxiety and depression and I want to try some of the new and up and coming and experimental treatments that could potentially be, you know, game changers for my depression, my negative self-talk, and really just my identification of self and my purpose. 
And I think that part of that healing journey for me, I'm really being kind of called towards trying to identify and connect with what else is out there. It's almost like spiritually, I think that there is a lot that I have to explore and that really, really excites me. But also I think that it's a little bit scary because, you know, this as this can be seen as like, oh my gosh, don't you feel like that's a little bit irresponsible to do at your house or wherever? I feel truly safe at my house. And well, before I might have tried to lie about this experience because I might have felt like, oh, I don't know if he's going to, my husband will accept this. This is like a little bit out there. There's absolutely no reason for me to do that because ultimately, even if he doesn't agree, I want to have that openness about what this journey means to me and really the goals that I'm hoping to accomplish. And there are a lot of different ways to kind of go about this healing process with psychedelic assisted therapy. So you've probably heard of psilocybin, which is mushrooms, there's ayahuasca, MDMA, and all of those are actually being used in clinical settings now to help alleviate or reduce some of the symptoms that you might see in suicidal thoughts or people who are, have really been contemplating suicide, people that have deep, deep depression, terrible panic and anxiety. And I will do a little bit of a, PT, a PSA because I do not have PTSD. I do not have suicidal ideations or thoughts. I don't have crippling anxiety or depression. I operate quite well in my current day to day, which I'm incredibly thankful for. And I am very happy that that is the case. But I did think that this was something that really, you know, was kind of calling to me. It seemed like something that was incredibly intriguing to me and I feel like if there's something that you are that curious about then why not just give it a go and see if there's a way that you can really start to better heal yourself and and understand some of the things that might be contributing to your you know your lack of feeling well to start with and one thing that I feel like is definitely worth worth talking about is just stress and the the toll that stress can take on really just your neurons in general because a lot of what you actually will be a lot of what I'll be learning about as I'm going into this journey is kind of how ketamine reacts in the body because most of there are a few different ways that you can take it one is intravenously or intramuscularly um, and that actually is traditionally when you'll have more of that like cosmic experience because it's a lot stronger I don't think that that would be a good fit for me so I'm taking the pill form which will be taken under my tongue and will help kind of like go through my mucous membrane and I think that I have had a lot of intense stressors for a long time that I wasn't totally aware of and a lot of stress on your body and your brain shows that people brain imaging will actually show that with people who are depressed their prefrontal their prefrontal cortex has really reduced in size and this means that the neural pathways that control things like decision making emotions attention and memory don't work as well because those your ability for those things for those neurons to function and move around that area has shrunk so it's like if you're in an elevator instead of instead of in a wide open living room of course you're going to feel like you can't breathe as well because you probably can't because you're not in an expansive space you're not allowed to expand in that way and so i think that's something that's incredibly incredibly interesting to me and ketamine came in around the 1960s or the 1970s 
because it's primarily used as an anesthetic and it still is used as an as an anesthetic today especially you know even if for things like treating children if they come in and they have a broken bone so that is something that makes me feel a lot more safe and i also think that so one of the things that it has found in research from that time to now is that there have been cases that have shown that the use of ketamine in certain studies can help lift depression if used in very small doses. And this was for people who weren't primarily helped by standard antidepressants. I have been helped by standard standard antidepressants. So for me, I'm not using this in the sense that I'm in this dark hole that I need to climb out of as much as I am in a place of healing and I am looking to further that healing process, more deeply connect to the world around me and experience, a, and I want to be able to experience almost this disconnection from our from the way that we view time and space today and I think that there is so much that we can learn and I really do feel like I I want to be able to go down this experience and tell others about it because I do think that if there is a way for others to feel you know this might be kind of scary for some people so I think if people are curious about this then this is definitely something that I might be able to help people understand you know what the benefits are or if my experience is negative then I'll also be talking about that experience but I am hoping that this experience will allow me to have a more deeper understanding of who I am and what I'm meant to do in the world and I I'm hoping that I have almost this out-of-body experience and one of the things that's really interesting to me is that during this process, I'll have a weighted eye mask. So your eyes are meant to be shut during this entire process because you'll almost feel like your eyes are open regardless, but that you're seeing things from a completely different perspective, which is so fascinating to me. And then you'll also get um, noise canceling headphones and you're recommended to be in like a dark place or somewhere very relaxing. I think I'm probably going to use my daughter's um, one of the star machines that I have and put it on the ceiling and just get myself in this really really cozy atmosphere probably in bed and I think that that's going to just set me up for the most success because that way I will be super cozy and somewhere that feels very comfortable to me and I can lock the door and it will be something that makes me feel you know it'll be place that makes me feel cozy and just comfy and that's I think super super critical for this and one of the reasons why I'm trying out ketamine-based psychotherapy is because it's also been called to be one of the most transformational medicines of the mind and for the mind and I think it's also I think the fact that it's still widely used and trusted as an anesthetic makes me feel a lot better. And it's also still used as and prescribed more off-label to treat like a wide range of health issues today. And there's a lot of therapeutic potential from this. So I think at lower doses, it can really just cut through some of those negative feelings and some of those negative patterns. I was listening to a podcast from a woman's experience 
And she was saying that she was working with her therapist through her session, talking about some of the pain that came up and the anxiety that came up. And he was coaching her through how to visualize her inner child that was struggling with this panic and how to approach her and say, you know, and hold her in this virtual realm almost and tell her it's okay. You know, I'm, I'm the you of the future. I'm here to hold you. I'm here to hug you and hold your hand. And I thought that that was so beautiful because I feel like inner child work is honestly something we could probably go about on another tangent because I feel like a lot of this is one of the reasons sidebar why I'm so interested in human design because of the potential for parents to really help influence their children to be who they're meant to be and what their design and how they're bent to live their design so that they're not predisposed and preconditioned to take on our trauma that we have not dealt with from our own childhoods and I think that there's a huge opportunity with human design to enable that and to become more aware of how we allow our children to really become and inhabit themselves in a way that makes them feel comfortable and successful and happy without the fear of us shaping what success looks like to them, etc. And so ultimately, the reason why that's kind of led me to this is because I feel like I want to be able to have that deeper understanding. I want to be able to have this like transcendental opportunity, you know, some people can go into this transcendental meditation space, which is where they're really in like the, the theta brain waves. And traditionally we are not there. And I want to be able to take myself to that place in a time where I have dedicated time just for me, just for myself that I don't always have. Um, and one thing that's really interesting is that ketamine also, according to mind bloom, can help fuel neural growth. So people who are suffering from chronic anxiety and depression, their neurons can become literally stunted with fewer connections. And this is similar to what I was talking about, about your prefrontal cortex. And ketamine is shown to kind of help repair this damage. And it by, and it does that by stimulating the production of chemicals that act like almost like a fertilizer for the brain. So it's almost like you're fertilizing the spots in your brain to strengthen and restore some of those connections that kind of stopped firing. Almost if you, It's almost as if you think about it as you're you're trying to turn on your sprinklers to water your grass and a few of them just won't come up so parts of your grass are just kind of getting old and dull and dying because they haven't had the same opportunities for that growth to flourish and then as soon as you go through this experience all of those sprinkler heads come up and the the water comes out and starts really being able to replenish what was what was lacking and that's kind of how I'm looking at this opportunity and then in reducing negative thoughts, it helps normalize activity in a part of the brain that's known as like your default mode network. So it alters the connectivity in this part of the brain. So it can, this is where it can help people break out of old thought patterns that were the cause of things like anxiety and depression. I also have listened to podcasts that say that people who were severe alcoholics came out of their ketamine therapy sessions and completely had a new view of how alcohol impacted their bodies and they no longer felt like they needed a drink to cope with things. It's almost like an increased opportunity to cope with some of the traumas or some of the negative self-beliefs and strategies that you have currently been holding on to and I think that I've done a lot of that work already so this is hopefully going to be a moment in time for me to move past some of those things that I feel like are still holding me back and for some people the benefits and effects of this therapy can last for months and if you do like intermittent 
So if you do multiple sessions over the course of a few months, that can extend these effects even further. So I'm hoping that this can be an opportunity for me to like promote the creation of new healthy brain and neural connections, one, but also a completely new way to view myself and to view how I operate in the world. And then, so I talked a little bit about like intravenous and intramuscular administration. So that's like the IM and IV. If you do the IV, you will have like few seconds before you're in this situation where you feel like, oh my God, I'm going out of my mind. If you do intramuscular, you're going to have all of these waves because you traditionally start with one shot first and then you kind of let things go and then you do another shot. I'm doing um, a tablet to dissolve under my tongue and then the effects will gently take place over like 10 to 15 minutes and the version that I'm doing is called sublingual. So that means under your tongue. Um, and so I'm hoping that during this, during my sessions, I'll have like some silencing of negative thoughts and you know um that I will have an opportunity to have just like some relief and healing that I want to have like a gentle loving embracing experience and have a new perspective that can really help me move on from some of the pain that I feel like I'm still holding on to like thoughts that I'm not good enough or thoughts that this might not work for me um you know or thoughts that I'm not capable of creating some of the things that I'm really really that I really want to create so that's why I'm excited for this so this is an episode all about what my experience what I am taking with me as I go into my first experience and after my first experience I will be sure to come back here and give a full overview of a full overview of what this process looked like, what I learned, what I felt, what I experienced, how I felt like it went, what I would have done differently, what I could have done better. And then I'll take that with me into my second session. So I have about, I have a little over, I have about a week and a half until my next session. So by the time I'm back on the mic again, I will not actually be going over my first session but rest assured that that will be coming up as soon as it happens I will probably be so hungry to get on the mic and tell you all about how that experience was so I cannot wait for you to tune in come back check it out and thanks again for stopping by Kylie says thanks so much if you liked this episode or you have enjoyed any of the other episodes of Kylie Says on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever else you are listening to this, I would absolutely be so thankful if you would give this a thumbs up or a rating. Five stars are awesome, but I would, you know, I also just am very interested in having any reviews. Constructive is great. I don't care if it's a two star. If that's how you feel, then be open and honest and so give me some constructive feedback. Thanks again for listening. If you are so compelled, share this with a friend. Maybe this is something that they really need to listen to. And maybe some of the messages that I've been discussing might be impactful for them or help them through something that they're dealing with.